Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Sunday night, a rare 8.30 p.m. Sunday night appearance from both of us in the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York. 631-756-1125 is their phone number for the best prices in town on hardware, mulch, topsoil, gravel, emergency preparedness supplies, and before you know it, rock salt. Uh, And the website is omnitruevalue.com. And if we're in the season for rock salt, we'll be in the season for the holidays and wholesale holiday lighting by Giannini will be your place to go. Your complete holiday lighting specialist meeting all your decorating needs. Whether you want your home decorated for the holidays or you maybe want to add this on as part of your own business, they're at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, New York, and their phone number is 631-957-5106. And the website there is liholidaylighting.com. So I didn't check today. So how, how low did the dew points get for you? You didn't check either. <laughs> you had, we both had we both had rather full days today, and, we, and, and understandably so. So um, <clears throat> we could do a quick check. In the meantime, uh, we do have Tropical Storm Fred that uh, <clears throat> apparently has resurrected from the dead. Uh, now that it's in the Gulf of Mexico, which is really no big surprise, it still looks like it's going to wind up being. Maybe a mid-range tropical storm when it uh, makes landfall uh, sometime tomorrow evening on the Florida Panhandle. Uh, the bigger story with this is probably going to be, is going to be the rain, uh, where uh, we're looking at a fairly large area of heavy rains for, for areas from Florida up to uh, through and through the southeastern part of the United States. And it does look like <clears throat> Joe that uh, the sh- uh, we're going to get probably some showery rains setting up starting on Tuesday, moving up the coast. And it looks like I was just kind of going through with the models. Uh, It's not a a continuous situation here. We're going to be in a southwest, a south-southwest to southwest flow all week. So it looks like we're probably going to have sort of these waves of these bands of showers moving up from time to time, probably getting enhanced in the afternoon and evening. Uh, But um, it's not going to be nonstop. Just a just a, a very humid, uh, somewhat wet week ahead, but there are going to be some dry stretches in the mix from from what I see. Well, the plan the plan would be to go where though? If you're are you going to go to the coast? Because if you go to the coast, you probably won't see very much, if any, rain until maybe later on Wednesday at the earliest. Ah, we have an audio issue. Hold on, we we have an audio issue. This is the night of audio. 
Yes. <laughs> Macy's has spoken. I'm checking. I'm checking. Uh, hold on. My brain is so fried right now. Uh, let's see. I had to reboot the system, which means I have to do something. What that something is, I don't know. Um, just a second. Give me a moment here. Uh, okay, talk to me. Hello. There you go. I did. Yeah. You should. Uh, there's a there's a lag, folks. So just give it a moment here. Joe should be up there, but I'm I'm getting readings now. This has been this has been a very strange day because I had. I, I had everything set before I left this morning. I had to go. I went down to see my, my grandsons. And then uh, I come back and technical issues galore. I, I, everything was not working. So I'm guessing that uh, Windows went in and did an update here. So <laughs> Anyhow, tell your fishing story again. I What I said was that my son, who had just got back uh, this morning, early this morning, Picked him up at JFK, he and his, my lovely uh, daughter-in-law. And uh, one of the first things he said to me was, uh, you want to go fishing this week? And I said, well, I, I'm not sure. I think the forecast is for some wet weather here, um, you know, mid and late week. So I'm not exactly sure if we're going to go, where we're going to go. I haven't done any fishing. You know, I know you love doing that sort of thing, Joe, but I haven't done any fishing actually physically stuck a, 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 you know, a line in the water for God knows how long. I, I, I'd love to be able to go back to Atlantic Beach, where when I was uh, much, much younger, um, I and, you know, uncles and cousins, we used to fish for snappers, and we are getting into snapper season now. Yes, just watch your uh, limits and make sure you got your license. Yeah, I have to get a license too, don't I? Well, the the, uh, the ocean license I think is still free. The uh, yeah, but this would be this would be this would be in Reynolds Inlet. I'm not yeah, sure. no, I mean I mean the the saltwater license is free. I, I, I believe it's still free. The freshwater license is uh, twenty five bucks, but I think the saltwater license is free. So just go on the DEC website, the New York State DEC website, and uh, get what you need. <laughs> but the question is, the question is, I'm not sure. When I was growing up, you know, there was a place right by the Atlantic Beach Bridge called Hennings, and that's where we used to do snapping fish, snapper fishing. But I don't see that anywhere on the web. I don't see that any mention of that. So Hennings may have gone the way of the world many years ago. So I really don't know. Even if I wanted to go to Atlantic Beach, I don't know where I, I, we'd be able to fish. Uh, whether or not we could still fish, let's say, near the bridge. I don't know. So oh, you'll figure it out. Somewhere. Yeah. All right, let's get to, let's get to Fred because we have a reconnaissance aircraft there right now. So I'm going to put the satellite up up and uh, see if I can pull up a couple of reconnaissance reports in the meantime. Uh, but uh, you actually can see the three weather systems that the Hurricane Center is is talking about tonight. The, you see Fred is obvious in the eastern Gulf of Mexico. Certainly looks a lot better now that it, it's amazing how those islands. They don't look big, but they are mountainous, and they ripped Fred apart. But once it got into the Gulf, we knew that the upper air conditions were going to be a bit more favorable than what they have been. They are not by any means ideal, but they are more favorable. 
and it didn't really take long for for the system to the uh, the the low center. The series of there were several low centers. They consolidated, and uh, we are suddenly back to Fred being a tropical storm. You can see Grace on the lower right of the of the picture there, and uh, yeah, there it goes. But you uh, you you can definitely see Grace. Let me move wholesale holiday lighting up for a moment. <coughs> Same problem here. Grace is uh, getting interaction with Puerto Rico. There's wind shear going on. If you look between Grace and Fred, there's that patch of cloudiness that's out in between them in the, in the, in the southwest Atlantic. That's that upper trough that's been kind of sitting out there and, and producing uh, wind shear that affected Fred. Now it's affecting Grace. And the other system, of course, is the one that's uh, northeast of Bermuda that's moving southward, the small little system there that looks like that's become a little better organized. So we're starting to get into the time frame, Joe, where everything seems to want to spin up. So uh, we're likely to – I think we're going to probably be on the busy side with tropical systems going forward for the next couple of weeks. Well, it's, it's not uh, unexpected. I mean, we've been saying that once we get past the middle part of August – Climatologically, uh, from mid-August to mid-October, that's right in the time frame when uh, these things start to uh, boil up. And this one looks like, uh, you know, after after a long term of quiet here for more than a few weeks, it looks like indeed uh, we've got Fred, we've got Grace, and the next one on the list, Joe, the H storm would be Henri. And I remember Henri uh, back in. Uh, Back in 1985, we actually had a tropical system pass across parts of our area a couple of days before Gloria, believe it or not. And that that particular storm was was a tropical storm Henri. And here we go. Uh, Henri has is making a reappearance now. The name Henri is, and uh, maybe that small, tight little system near Bermuda <coughs> will eventually get the moniker of Henri. In the next few days. All right. Here's the uh, Hurricane Center's forecast, which really hasn't changed too much. I mean, it's probably shifted a little bit further to the east. Tropical storm warnings up for the Florida Panhandle. Uh, the uh, watches go back almost but not quite to Mobile on the Alabama side. Uh, but it looks like uh, right there over western Florida with a landfall sometime tomorrow evening. And then, you know, gradually weakening as it moves inland. And by the time we get to Wednesday, early Wednesday morning, there's a remnant low in eastern Tennessee. So uh, the uh, reconnaissance aircraft that's there now, interestingly enough, I'm going to be curious as to what the Hurricane Center uh, says about this uh, when we uh, when when we get to it. I just let me give me a minute here. There we go. Got to close the window. But uh, they closed off a center, Joe. The pressures dropped down to a thousand millibars. Interestingly enough, and on the east side, about uh, let's say a degree, so about sixty or maybe about seventy miles east of the center, or seventy or eighty miles east of the center, as the plane flew through, they found a, a band of winds there of uh, fifty-five to sixty knots. Interestingly enough, and a fairly large band of gales of, of you know thirty-four knots or higher. Uh, still climbing. The plane is, is still moving northward. The plane is sitting at around 27 degrees north. It's about at the same latitude uh, as where the storm is, but the storm is at around 85 and three quarters west, and the uh, plane uh, uh, and the plane itself 
is closer to 84. So uh, again, we're looking at about maybe 70 or 80 miles east of the center, uh, picking up some uh, 50 and 60 knot winds. But they definitely were able to close off a center. There's a southwest wind on the south side that uh, that is uh, observed by one of the buoys. So that's that's a good that's a sign that you do have a closed off um, uh, circulation uh, with uh, with all of this and. Uh, you know, I'm wondering now if it's a thousand millibars. Is is is, is that it, or is it? Is it, are we going to wind up seeing this get a little deeper as it, as it moves further to the north? I'll, I'll, again, I'll be curious to see what what the Hurricane Center says on the, on their next uh, on their next discussion. Well, we were both in uh, line with uh, the uh, idea that this would get no higher than let's say a mid to upper-class tropical storm. Uh, we didn't think that it would ever reach hurricane status. It still doesn't look like it's going to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming uh, it's beginning to pump, so to speak. By the way, going all the way back to the original question at the start of our show about the dew points, interestingly, the dew points through much of the day-to-day -day at Central Park uh, were in the mid-50s, 54, 56, 57, and the last reading that I've seen, it's actually now dropped to 51. And you wouldn't, I, I personally wouldn't have expected as we got closer to the evening hours that the dew point would actually drop. I, you, you'd figure that the low dew point would be in the midday with the sun high in the sky and the temperatures warming up. But now it's down to 51. And I'm wondering whether or not now we, we're within striking distance of maybe uh, getting down to or maybe even below 50, which you and I, Joe, both, suggested that would happen back on uh back on thursday well it better so, do, if it's going to do it it's got to do it in the next hour or two because it's not going to do it tomorrow i'm, I'm thinking we're going to start to see the dew points begin to move higher uh as, as the high moves offshore right 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 all so, right um so, so there we've taken care of the dew points we've taken care of fred are we going to move on to Grace or? Uh, yeah, let's take a look at let. Well, let's take a look at Grace on the satellite loop, and uh, he, he, I mean, there's a lot of convection here, but it's 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 down back down to a tropical depression, and uh, it's moving along to the west. The center is probably on the northwest side of all of this. And, and, you know, sort of moving along, it's going to do the same thing that Fred did. It's going to move over Hispaniola the long way and then move over Cuba the long way. So uh, we're probably going to be dealing with a tropical depression or, or it may even degenerate into an open wave uh, as it moves uh, west-northwestward, much like Fred did. And then we'll get it into the Gulf of Mexico and uh, conditions will probably, upper air conditions are probably going to be a bit more favorable. I think maybe a little bit more favorable when this gets to the Gulf than, uh, than what Fred had to, has to deal with. Uh, but it'll be interesting here also to see you know, how it handles all of this. Uh, it's kind of odd to have two storms back-to-back -back, uh, follow uh, identical tracks and also have identical characters. Uh, they, they are pretty much the same strength when they came into the Northeast Caribbean. They pretty much are weakening about the same time and uh, taking a very similar track. Now, Longer term, Grace may have a, a, a more of a westerly track when it gets into the Gulf, so it may actually move uh, to the west for quite a while. Uh, if you look at the um, uh, latest, oh, I might have the zero Z. Let's see if the zero Z is in. Uh, loading, low. Yep, zero Z is in. In fact, 
the uh, the tracking models for Grace have actually kind of shifted a little bit further south, taking it off of Hispaniola, and all of the models take it along the south coast of Cuba rather than the north coast of Cuba, uh, and mm-hmm. some of them. Some of them actually have it. Now, here's an interesting situation here. Let me go back to the satellite for a moment. Uh, There's a lot of convection as you go south, so you wonder whether a center may try and reform where that deeper convection is further south, in which case uh, maybe the tracking models uh, um, are onto something here where uh, it winds up tracking more on the Caribbean side of Cuba than on the north side. Well, the first thing I want to say is that it's good. It, it's it's good that we're not seeing any dramatic intensification in the uh, coming hours with Grace, because as we heard yesterday, um, there's been a terrible situation in Haiti with the earthquake, the 7.2 Richter earthquake. Now, 1,300 people and counting have lost their lives. The last thing that the island of Haiti, uh, the Dominican Republic, needs right now is a, let's say, even a Category 1 hurricane, uh, I guess they can deal with whatever rain, even that, even that's going to be a major disruption, but better to just have uh, a weak system, a weak tropical system with rain, as opposed to one that could bring, you know, tremendous wind and rain and all that sort of stuff. The other thing is, you're right, because whereas Fred took the track along the north coast of the Dominican Republic and uh, Cuba and uh, is exited into the Gulf of Mexico, this is interesting, Joe. I mean, look, there's even among some of the models an interaction with the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico. Yeah. And then finally, a uh, a landfall, not maybe not even in the United States, but maybe just south of South Texas in Mexico, too. Uh, and at this time of the year, we have seen many a tropical cyclone intensify rather rapidly. Um, they become uh, more robust than even some of the computer models sometimes say. Uh, once they get into that section of the central and western Gulf of Mexico, so Grace may uh, may be rather interesting. Which which model is that? Was that the HWF one that has it soaring toward a Category Five? Yes, and then and the um, and the NNIC model. Now, by the way, you can go on Tropical Tidbits. He's got a link up there. So if you want to look up what these models, you know what they are, the, their names, you can do that. Uh, I was looking through them the other day, and there's there's uh, there's well over a hundred of them. So I I, I just kind of gave up. Uh, but uh, I mean, some of these I recognize. Like if you see UK in front of the model, like if you look on the bottom, there's a UKXI. That's a that's that's a, a UK the UK Met. It's probably one of the ensemble um, ensemble uh, members of the UK Met. If you ever see a, a double E. That's a European ensemble. So in this case, I'm not sure what the HW is, if that's the HWR. Maybe that's the HWRF, which tends to be a very aggressive model a lot of the times and seems to want to spin things up to a Category 5 a lot. So I don't know how how reputable that is. But we also have the NNHC, which takes it almost to a Category 4. The ship's model, which is an old model that goes back forever, that uh, takes it up to a Category 1. The rest of them all leave it as tropical storms. Now, this was the 18Z, okay? This was the 18Z when the tracks were further north. So let's see if we got the 0Z and uh, see what that says. So um, and there it is. Now, 
the H the uh, HWFI, uh, which I guess it's a, a member of the HWRF, is now has it up to a Category Three. So does the NHIC. The ships is still a one. There are a couple of other models that now bring it up to about a Category One late in the forecast period. So I imagine that's after it clears all the islands. The rest of them all into a tropical storm. But you know, this shift southward is. I, I, I'm gonna again uh, here too. I'm gonna be curious to see what the Hurricane Center, you know, ha- what what they uh, what what they do with this. Uh, with regards to their forecast outlook, because you know they've been writing these almost biblical discussions on both these systems and putting a lot of thought into it. I actually, you know, the more they write, the more I like because you know they 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 you get much more out of them. So I'm hoping that somebody tonight is looking at all this stuff and 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 uh, really tears the models apart and. And, and comes up with a good discussion to figure out what in the name what what in the name of heavens is going to happen with all of this. And by the way, you mentioned about Haiti. The tracks are all very close, and we, we see on this you know we see on the satellite with all that convection there. Uh, they just had a ton of rain uh, because of Fred. Are, are they going to have? And they're probably going to wind up getting another ton of rain on, on top of this. So this was certainly you know the, the timing here is not good considering everything that's going on. Right, and uh, but you know, what would you prefer? Would you prefer the ton of rain, or would you prefer a storm bringing in eighty, ninety, a hundred mile per hour winds? Well, uh, yeah, no, obviously, obviously. Well, it's your, it, it, you know, if, if you're getting a ton your, of fifteen, pick or pick your poison. your poison. I mean, really, pick, uh, pick your poison. So uh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a kind of a difficult, certainly next few days in, in terms of everything that is going on. And uh, there's Fred. I'm just looking at the loop on Fred here as we go past the sunset. It's got a nice little circular core there that seems to have developed. So uh, we'll, let's we'll come back to the recon a little bit later and and, and see what happens. I'm going to jump over to the GFS. Uh, I, I put up the 500 here, and we've got this ridge along the east coast. Obviously, that ridge is preventing the system from moving up. And uh, prevented Fred from moving up into the southeast. It's also uh, going to be keeping Grace further south because that ridge actually strengthens as Fred lifts out, up up and out and starts to move into the southeastern part of the United States. Look at that ridge, Joe. It really builds very strongly northeast southwest from just south of, of southern New England right down into the Gulf into the western Gulf of Mexico. I mean that that is a that's a very very strong ridge that we're seeing uh we're seeing here uh that uh, is building down right in there and extends all the way uh into uh, the western Gulf of Mexico. So it kind of makes sense from the standpoint of grace because it'll be underneath that ridge all the way through. There's no weakness that I can see. The ridge is only getting stronger. And then the remnants of Fred will kind of ride up the backside of this ridge, the same ridge, the same upper high that's off the East Coast. And we'll start to get, you know, probably these waves of, of, of showers that will be coming up uh, starting on Tuesday. Right, right. Uh, just some spotty precipitation Tuesday, and then probably more organized, especially so with that southwesterly flow, that very humid airflow, pushing all of that oppressive stuff back into our area. It was nice while it lasted, but unfortunately, the uh, the spell of dry and pleasant conditions is not going to last too much longer, much beyond tomorrow. 
as it would seem right now. All right, we'll come back to this. Well, I'm going to go to w, uh, WPC's rainfall forecast and the uh, three to five inch and five inch plus rains into the Florida panhandle. You can see it's kind of on the narrowish side. I'm going to get into some of that according to WPC and from what I've seen. Again, that heavy rain riding around the ridge. But uh, notice, Joe, big amounts up the Appalachians uh, into West Virginia, Western Virginia, Central PA, two, three, four-inch rainfall amounts being generated. These are one-week rainfall amounts. So this goes right through next Sunday. But the bulk of this right. is going to be during the week. But uh, you start to cut back eastward uh, into New Jersey, into New York City, southern New England, and rainfall amounts are not that much. They're, they're only on about a quarter of an inch or less uh, once you get to the coast. So you can go fishing, okay? The quarter of an inch of rain is not going to kill you. Uh, but okay. the uh, coastal areas down through Virginia, North Carolina, uh, into Georgia and Florida, uh, I mean, these are additional rains here in Florida itself, the, the, uh, the peninsula, uh, are are not showing very much. It's it's mostly uh, because the storm now is out at 85 west and it's going to get a little bit further to the west. So that actually helped the rain cause uh, over Florida in a sense. But it is going to mean for some big rains uh, in the uh, in, in the interior parts of the southeast and up the Appalachians. And I'm curious now. Let's see if there's. I'm, I'm guessing they must have put up a ton of flash flood watches. So let's take a look on uh, weather.gov to see what they're doing there. Uh, Leon uh, of Lindenhurst uh, hitting Super Chat tonight. Thank you so much, Leon. You hit it twice. I really appreciate it. Joe and I really appreciate it. Thank you. You see the tropical storm warnings up for the Florida Panhandle. They've got flash flood watches there. Uh, there are no warnings up for the remainder of the west coast of Florida. There are no flash flood watches up yet. For places like northern, you know, for like places like where in northern Georgia, where I'm sitting, uh, and on up the Appalachian. So I'm guessing probably tomorrow we'll we'll see those go up. Also, not to forget our friends in, in Arizona, the southern uh, part of Arizona and southern New Mexico and westernmost Texas, all under flash flood watches. We've got uh, heat issues out in the west and in the Pacific Northwest, along with air quality issues, where you see whole states. Uh, like uh, Idaho, uh, Wyoming, uh, and probably Montana as well underneath all that uh, red flag warning that they have up uh, with air quality issues because the smoke still has not completely gone away. Yes, and uh, speaking of uh, uh, the possibility of rain in your area, Joe and Leon Probitsky uh, mentioning on the chat board, looks like JJ and Joe will be basking in heavy rain. Well, not officially, but it certainly looks that way, um, if not uh, tomorrow, certainly by Tuesday. So uh, does, does he like playing in the rain, Joe? He's not a rain fan. And for that matter, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> so the tropical boundary is set up in the southeast. You see the old front from yesterday is stalled out in southern Virginia. So you go south of there. You're looking at dew points that are in the 70s and temperatures today that were in the 80s. We had some scattered thunderstorms around. So Fred is moving right into that uh, in the, into that tropical air mass that's in the southeast. And gradually this front, once this high that's covering upstate New York uh, and Lake Ontario and southeastern Canada, once that moves offshore on Monday morning, that uh, frontal boundary is going to start buckling and moving northward as a warm front. So uh that's going to make that's going to create the transition over to um, 
uh, more humid conditions and, uh, and, and set, 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 uh, set the uh, interior parts of the, of the east uh, with, uh, with, with the heavier rains as these, you know, the remnant low comes up and, and, and we get into some heavier rains. It, uh, it, uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell you true, it's, it's been weird this summer. We've had our spells of, and last week, I, I had nary a drop, or as you would say, Joe, a snowflake or, a, or, or an ice pellet or a, a hail. Right, stone. not a Nothing. flake, not an ice they, pellet. Nothing. They they all went, the, the, the march of the severe <coughs> thunderstorms, the heavy rains, either went to my north or they went to my south. Now, yesterday morning, I woke up to rain. I said, oh, my goodness, it's raining. And it lasted for all of five minutes. It was a fast-moving um, cell of precipitation that came on by. Rest of the day, bone dry. So it, we could use a little bit of rain up here in, in the old valley of the Putnam, and uh, we're hoping we'll get some of that later on in the week, after, of course, I go fishing. <laughs> right. Uh, you won't see it. You, you, if you're going to the coast, this is going to be one of those weeks as the forecast is going to drive gonna, gonna drive me crazy because people are going to put in these sort of generic chance for showers and thunderstorms. And if you live, if you're living along the immediate coast, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to be sitting there saying, where is it? You know, I'm planning for showers and storms. They're not here. Uh, and they're all going to be inland. So I'm just going right now on the record saying that, you know, if you're in coastal New Jersey, if you're in Long Island, if you're in southern New England, you're not going to see a whole lot, certainly uh, until at least later Wednesday. Uh, you're not going to see a whole lot. The bulk of this, <coughs> because the center is going to be kind of straddling up the Appalachians pretty far inland. So uh, it's going to keep most of the rain further inland, in my, in my never-to-be-humble opinion. Yeah. And Daniel Fitzsimmons, through all of this, says, can't wait for the freezing cold weather. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the upper air, I just want to point out, later this week, the flow becomes more southwest rather than south-southwest because of that ridge building. So at that point, maybe some of the showery rains will start shifting a little bit more to the east. But maybe, perhaps by that time, this this thing will be all, you know, would have rained itself out and just kind of... Let's take a look here at the longer range because you can look on the upper left. You can see a, a trough that's dropping into the northern plains. I'm just going to run it backwards, get a few more frames to load here. Um, little upper yeah, low, Joe. Is, I'm sorry. The that ridge is, I mean, that, 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 that trough out over the plain states and the intermountain region can't do anything except get sheared off. Yeah, because it's not, not able to penetrate that big ridge, and that's exactly what happens. I mean, you get a little height fall here. There's a there's some kind of little trough there in the northern lakes late Friday, and that moves into the east over the weekend. It's an upper low sitting right over eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey next weekend, and then it moves offshore. And after that, so now after that goes by in the longer range, now you start to see a little progress, but not a whole lot. The heights are fairly high right through the entire forecast period, which, by the way, day 16 is now the 31st of August, and we're in a ridge position in the eastern part of the U.S. Right, uh, and very unusual uh, up here where I live. Uh, school is going to begin, Joe, September 3rd. This is going to be before Labor Day. Uh, I, 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 In my entire life, I don't ever remember 
in the New York metropolitan area that uh, school begins before the last of the big three holidays of summer. But that's what they're going to be doing up here, uh, at least in my my neck of the woods. Yeah, I remember. So if, you, if if what you're if what you're you know showing right now is true, uh, I hope that these some of these schools have air conditioning. Hmm. Yes. Well, down here they they went back to they've been back to school for over a week, and some places two weeks. Oh, yeah. So oh, here's yeah. here's a, here's yeah. how it looks on the surface on the GFS. That high tomorrow, sitting up in in New Hampshire, there's uh, that frontal boundary starts to buckle northward, which is what you're seeing here in terms of the the showers and storms. Uh, that uh, pop up in parts of Ohio and down in Virginia. There's a big gap from there down to the Gulf Coast where you see Fred uh, tomorrow morning uh, offshore uh, by uh, probably less than 150 miles from the Panhandle. Moving inland tomorrow night, it's onshore. You see showers up the Appalachians. The high is east of the Cape. Uh, And then on Tuesday, you start to get these waves, and, and you'll you'll notice how the GFS takes most of the rain uh, well inland, up through Pennsylvania and upstate New York, very little down along, along the coast. Uh, and, of course, now the low, the remnant low, is enhancing rains in, in Georgia, South Carolina, western the western half of North Carolina, uh, western Vir- into Virginia. Uh, and then f- the last batch of it on Wednesday, this one, this is where the upper flow is starting to turn more. Uh, southwest rather than south-southwest. So now you start to see these showers kind of bend a little bit further to the east. So maybe later Wednesday, uh, you'll stand to see maybe some showers move in along the coast Wednesday night into Thursday. And there's still some shower chances as we go into Friday and Saturday uh, as that upper trough that's over the Great Lakes kind of drops into the eastern part of the United States uh, at the end of the week. And by the way, the low that's north of Bermuda drifts southward. You'll notice that the global model here doesn't really do very much with it. Just got a closed isobar uh, down uh, by uh, Tuesday afternoon. It's as far south as 31 and about 65. You always got to watch it this time of year with systems that are out there. But at least from the standpoint of the GFS, it really doesn't do very much with it. And then eventually just gets kicked away to the northeast, uh, given the the, uh, the ridge and the, the ridge to its west and then the, the, the upper trough that drops in from the Great Lakes. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays. Now, Johnny Quest asks, I will do one request tonight because we are – it's a late show, and I know every we're exhausted. <laughs> so, uh, but he asked about Hurricane Linda, uh, which is in the Pacific. So I'm going to see if I can get a Pacific shot here. First off, in terms of the advisory, uh, Linda is an is now well. They're referring to this Joe as an annular hurricane. A N N U L A R. I've never seen the ring. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm going to pull it up on the satellite. It says Linda is an annular hurricane and they made a made a point, you know, they talked about this in the discussion. I don't remember ever them them ever making I, that that notation uh with a tropical system, but this is what they're this is what the hurricane center is saying. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that. Now, of course, in June, this past June, we had an annular eclipse. Because the moon was too small, uh, it when it passed in front of the sun, it left around uh, the rim of the moon a ring of sunlight. That's where we get the term annular from. It's from the Latin annulus, which means ring-shaped. I'd be interested to see if you have a 
a Go's view, a Go's uh, image. Maybe this, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, here it is. Here, here's what it looks like on the Go's view. And I'm thinking, I mean, is that milky white? Does that's got to be the smoke? Is it? Is it that? Is it that? I've I've really paid attention to the Western satellite, so but I, that to me looks like the smoke, uh, that that's shading over it. But it does yeah. look like a, a the the uh, the the eye is very large. It's like a big. It's a big ring there. Well, why don't you try? Since you're on the goes thing, they, they have other uh, other images like uh, infrared and uh, this one. And yeah, that one and let, let, let's what take a you? look. Let me go. Let's go to the wide view. Maybe we get a better shot on the wide. Here's the wide. It's a cleaner shot on the wide view. Okay, um, there it is. That's pretty impressive looking on the satellite. So I'm not sure why the other picture had that smoky look. Because when you look at the this this visible, it's it's perfectly clear. Um, yeah. Here we go. But yeah, I mean, it does have you know the the signature here on the satellite is pretty impressive. And it was a cat. And, it was a cat four uh, twenty four hours ago. Yeah, but if it gets, if it's going to go on a on a westerly track, you know as well as I what's going to happen to it. It's going to just shrivel up. I think. I don't even have to look at the. Uh, I don't even have to look at the projection from the uh, hurricane center. The, the, and incidentally, the projection would be from Miami. Uh, anything that's in the central Pacific would come from Honolulu, but usually those very intense tropical cyclones in the position that you see it where where, the, where Linda is right now, if it takes that track to the west or even west-northwest, it's going it, to, as it starts moving over that, that chillier water and more unfavorable uh, atmospheric uh, setup, they usually just... Yeah. Timothy Veltman, thank you. He points out that, that, that the, on the other picture, that was the sun reflecting on that shot. Okay. So that that explains what looks like you know the smoky conditions. Um, it's actually the uh, reflection of the sun. So yeah, pretty impressive looking here from the standpoint of uh, Pacific hurricanes, since the vast majority of them just wind up forming and dying. <laughs> that's that's basically yes. the that's basic. It's just watching the life cycle from start to finish. They form, they peak, and then they die. That's right. That's that's. That's the way it goes. Yes, it does. Um, I'm just, I'm just looking here, Eastern North Pacific. It's, it's got my, it's piqued my curiosity. And sure enough, Joe, looking at the, uh, the Hurricane Center's projection of Linda, uh, by the time it gets to uh, next Thursday and Friday, it's down to a tropical storm. It looks like it's going to hold its strength though for a longer period of time than I would have, I would have thought. But uh, it's also eventually going to go west and west-northwest and probably will not have any say in the weather for anyone who goes to who's going to Hawaii. It does not look like it's going to be affecting Hawaii, aside from maybe churning up the water a little bit, but uh, that's the way Linda looks right now. Yeah, Dennis, your friend Dennis Cassie on the chat board says the annular storm has a circular eye and the surrounding clouds are circular as well, so it looks like an annular eclipse. All right. Well, let's. I, I, we, we both learned something tonight. Yes. I have not. I, at least, you know, I've never heard of any tropical cyclone in the Atlantic Basin referred to as an annular storm. So, this is a term that uh, 
is 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 none too familiar to me. I, 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 can, I certainly can remember if you. I'm look, just looking at the the signature on the satellite. I can remember storms in the past that have kind of looked like that on the Atlantic side. Uh, it's just that they've never made that. They, they've never made that designation of of, of uh, calling it an annular hurricane. Annular. Too bad there's not a better word because everybody could, with the obvious confusion with annual. Annual. Right. right. Linda, right. Is, well, we Linda is the annual of, hurricane. No, it's the annular. Well, I mean, we, saw, we saw that, you know, in a few cases, uh, some members of the news media with the eclipse in June, they said, it's an annual. It's an annual eclipse, which means I guess it happens again next year. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, I know. That's a tricky it, word, annular. It is. All right. You know what? Uh, Ten after nine Eastern time. Um, just one other thing before we go. I just want to take a look at something here, because we didn't really we didn't look at what SPC has to say, and. They didn't really have too much to say on the severe weather. So just just real quick with respect to severe weather in the next couple of days, uh, you do have a marginal risk showing up uh, with um, tomorrow with Fred right along the immediate Florida, the west coast of Florida to where the, the areas that are east of the landfall and a small area of marginal risk back through Kansas and southern Nebraska and eastern Colorado. Day two, which would be uh, Tuesday into uh, – no, day two is – that's tonight. I'm sorry. That's right now, day one. Day two is Monday into Tuesday. So you see the marginal risk for the daytime tomorrow is the whole Florida panhandle uh, and uh, also into uh, Alabama and, and southwest Georgia on day two. Day three, which brings us to Tuesday into Wednesday – uh, they don't have any risk here in the east. And also, really quick, let me just bring up the radar, uh, the uh, U.S. radar as of 9-12 Eastern time. Uh, you can see the showers and storms uh, that are going on in the southeast and, and south of that frontal boundary in southern Virginia. Uh, then, of course, you start to see the, uh, the echoes that are showing up from Fred uh, just off the west coast of Florida, just barely touching the coastline with the special marine warnings offshore and then the uh, arc that goes back to probably, you know, right near where the circulation center is. And also since we have a chance here, Joe, let me just really quick, I'll bring up the recon. Let's see if we uh, got an update on that. There's a plane now heading into grace. And here's the plane with Fred. So I wanted to look at the the, the plane is now approaching, uh, you know, back toward the center to see where the you know where it closes off the next. It takes the next pressure reading. But I'm just looking at this wind profile here. It's got a fairly large belt of winds now of uh, 40 knots or higher, uh, running from 26 north uh, almost to about 28 and a half. Then they make the turn. I mean, there's still pick, uh, gale uh, winds at flight level of 40 to 45 knots uh, as the plane now is approaching the center from the northeast. So it's, you know, the wind feels in, in, in increased in uh, in coverage and in intensity. As so, it'll be. I'll be as I said earlier. I'll be very curious to see. I'm going to stay up for the 11 o'clock advisory uh, to see what they do with it. 
what they do with Fred and what they do with Grace in particular. Because at 11 o'clock tonight, I'm going to be watching the inside of the eyelid show. So you enjoy your you enjoy checking out the uh, latest information. By the way, er, Earl Warren Warren says um, on the chat board, it says annular hurricanes are a subset of intense tropical cyclones that have been shown in previous work to be significant to be significantly stronger to maintain their peak intensities longer and weaken more slowly. And that's 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 interesting. That that that's 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 very interesting. Well, as that's what we just said a few minutes ago. I said, you know, when I said that uh, it looked like Linda was going to uh, pretty well over the next seventy-two or ninety-six hours move out to the west and uh, kind of you know peter out very quickly. And then when we saw the projection from the hurricane center, it looks like it's going to hold on to hurricane strength. For a much longer period of time, at least through midweek, before it begins to peter out, and even then, by the end of the uh, period, it'll still be a tropical storm. So this this may not necessarily fade out as quickly as most other similar tropical uh, Pacific systems in that that part of the Pacific. Okay, so you know what? We'll look at it tomorrow when we have our regular show at the regular time, seven thirty. Correct. Right, and we'll have yes, indeed, and. Uh, We'll have a little bit more uh, energy at that yes. time, too. All right. Actually, it wasn't too bad tonight. A few technical glitches early, and then everything was clean, mostly clean after that. All right. So thanks, everybody, for being here. Stay safe. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at 730 Eastern Time. Nighty night, everybody. Night.